Dan's Drive-In Double Feature presents The Last Slumber Party Minute, a minute-by-minute podcast covering Steven Tyler's The Last Slumber Party, copyright 1988. Your host, Daniel R. Budnick. You can call him Dan. Now, listen to this. Episode 18. Minute 18. Hey everyone, it's Dan. We left the gang, Chris, Linda, and Tracy, uh, staring out of a kitchen window at Billy and Tommy, who are sneaking around the house wearing scary masks. And Chris is about to ball them out. I can't believe how gross and immature you really are. Oh, shut up and let us in. Are you serious? Billy, I should call the cops on you assholes. Can't help it if you're on the rag. Gross me out! You guys are so disgusting. I think you'll change your mind in about an hour. Meanwhile, we're going to grab some brews, and then maybe we'll come back. Yeah, Linda, and we're going to bring Scott back with us. No, don't do that. <laughs> Why don't you make your presence known in a little more gentlemanly manner next time? Yeah, grow up, dorks. Screw you. We'll have to come up with something even better next time. Meanwhile, keep your motors running. We don't want them getting cold. such an asshole. I don't even know why I like him. Because he's so fucking good looking, that's why. Oh, yeah? And since when have you started taking inventory? I don't even know why I like him. Oh, Chris. I think you watch Chris during this scene and watch it. Make your presence known in a more gentlemanly fashion next time. And you look at Chris and he's just like, oh, Chris, I love you. Tracy and Linda are awesome. They have their charms, but Chris is just like I just wanna, I just wanna squeeze her on the numbers. You know what I mean? She's just she's just awesome. Uh, so let's let's do the last few seconds first, and then get back to the rest of it. The majority of this minute is the gal standing on one side of a sink inside the kitchen, staring at the two guys who are looking in through the window. Well, they've just had their masks on and are being scary and stupid. And and I do like that they ask, "Come on, let us in." And when and when they say, ah, oh, you know, you guys are asshole. Mm, sorry, uh, you guys are a holes. And they say, well, you stay there. We'll be back in about an hour. We got to pick up some brews, and we're bringing Scott with us. Well, why did you ask to be let in if you knew you had to leave for an hour and come back? And <sighs> white guys, an enigma, wrapped in a ugly shirt, wearing a stupid mask. Well, oh, okay. So here we are. I guess that should be straight white guys. Sorry, everyone. That's I think that's more of a that's a better qualifier, especially in in this movie. Uh, the, so the last few seconds are um, the guy, the three guys in um, uh, um, Tommy's thing. Whoa! No, Tommy. I think that's what it's called. I'm, I'm going to call it Tommy's uh, "Make Them Die Slowly" car. They they are pulling up into a I guess like a drugstore convenience store. There's a gas station. It looks very 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 dark, and they're gonna pull up there. And there but yet there are a lot of cars there. I'm wondering if there's like maybe a diner or a cafe or something. Maybe maybe one of those great uh, diners from like the Hungen or, or Rotor where if you if you if you follow the Hungen or Rotor, both of which I've thought about covering by minute by minute. If you follow the Hungen or the Rotor or the <laughs> The Hungen or the Rotor. The Hungen or Rotor. 
should that be r dot o dot no, forget it uh, if you if you watch those two, they're, they're, each of those have great diner scenes where people are like, "All right, what can we get you, honey? Sorry that we got the game on, but people like to see it, you know, or, or like a family at a table. What can I get you?" But if you're following the timeline, it's supposed to be like three in the morning, so it's like I guess they're traveling, but I don't think the the filmmakers actually are thinking like these people are traveling. Mm. Well, anyway, what the hell was I talking about? Oh, the last slumber party. Yeah, the thing pulls in, and that's the end of that minute. Oh, I forgot to talk about the conversation. So it's a pretty great conversation, because it's one of those where, um, you know what, uh, people I really like, people I love, um, uh, I like to be nice to them. Oh, sometimes you'll hand the sass. That's some of the fun, is handing the sass. But I... I've I've always had a tricky time with the handing of the sass and friendships and stuff like that. Um, you know, like if I was in high school and like hanging out with someone who spent half their time making fun of me, but then declared they were my friend, I didn't hang out with them much. And there's something about this where it's almost like, I mean, I wonder if it's it's a game where it's like we have declared that we're having a slumber party, so it is up to the guys to get in. We caught them this time. So they're not getting in this time. So they're they're sort of repelled, and they are repelling, uh, re- repellent. And and they would it be great if there was a scene where like it was like another son of Sam, and like like Billy and 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 Tommy and 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 Scott were repelling off the side of the house. Oh my God, I love it. But I I I think it it's interesting. I I I, I mentioned before. Uh, my party situations. I've never like crashed a party like this. I've only gone if I was invited. I, I wasn't interested if I if I wasn't um, invited. But I like the fact that um, it's just assumed that when these gals are having this party, these three guys are going to show up and try to break in, like the last slumber party. You know, I you know this is like not the last slumber party, like the slumber party massacre. Well, here's the thing. Having said that, technically. Slumber Party Massacre was the last slumber party for most of those gals. Am I am I right? Am I right? So forgive me, but yeah. So they get they get this conversation back and forth, and it's the you know you're gross and immature, and um, uh, what uh, can't help it if you're on the rag. Charming. Ah, uh, oh gosh, yeah. The um, <laughs> yeah. So, uh, gross and immature, you really are, um, you're disgusting, we're gonna bring back Scott, um, gentlemanly next time, uh, uh you bunch of dorks, I like, I, I do like, I, I do like, um, I don't know which one of them I like more at that moment, where, where Chris says, be a little more gentlemanly next time, and Tracy says whatever it is, like, yo, yeah, you dorks, or whatever, and it's just like, that's, that's so great, and dork, in 84, dork was a fairly new term, if I remember correctly. I want to say dork came into like square pegs or valley girls, circa 82. I do not know my etymology of all these terms. They sort of just appeared, you know, and uh, so dork, you big dork. Um, we, I, I like, we got to do something even better next time. <sighs> the gr- I, I, I love that, that um, uh, did they really do anything great this time? They they scared Linda for a moment. Then Chris kind of turned around, and we don't fully see what 
Chris's response is. But then when the two guys get to the window and stare into Tracy and Linda, like I said, Billy, uh, B- Billy has his mask off before the two gals turn around. So it's like, yeah, it's kind of scary that they're there and they do have the masks on, but really you don't know this is them? You think you really you think the zombie apocalypse has begun just at your house? I, I applaud the size of your egos. But, yeah, it's uh, we've got to do something even better next time. Yeah, show up even more drunk. Uh, and, oh, yeah, and of course then we end with, you know, I don't even know why I keep your motors running, they leave, and I don't know why I, you're such an a-hole, I don't even know why I like him, because he's so effing good looking, that's why, which is when did you start taking inventory, why do I know this film so well, why do I know this film so well, there are films, Double Indemnity, I've only seen once, I mean, isn't that a heartbreaker? I mean, I have The Searchers, I I have on Blu-ray, and I've seen about a half a dozen times, but there are still some classics I've not yet seen. I haven't seen the Mighty Amberson since college, and that was over twenty years ago. You know, and it breaks my heart that that I can I can recite you word for word. You know, it breaks my heart in the best possible way because I adore this movie. So the fact that I can watch these doofuses and speak along with their words, I have so much fun. And thank you so much, Steven Tyler and the gang for putting this together because he's so effing good looking that's why since when did you start taking inventory tracy tracy what yeah and it's so good he's so effing good looking that way i mean that guy with the feathered hair and the goofy look and the the mask and the and it's funny because whenever they cut to billy and, and tommy if they're not talking they're looking at each other like Hey, dude, how you doing? Yeah, you're looking good. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, we're doing this. All right, come on. You know, it's like, oh, these two. <laughs> these two. Oh, a bunch of dingbats. Really a bunch of dingbats. And I, 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 I really wish, I really wish I knew what this was shot on. Because if, well, I guess it could be film transferred to video. I was trying to think of my mind back to Iced. But Iced always looks... Iced always looks pretty filmic to me, apart from those video moments. Whereas there are moments in this that sort of remind me of films like, say, The Night Brings Charlie, um, uh, Soul of the Demon. I don't know what I don't know why I thought that. I don't know why I think it was both Florida. I guess I went to Florida there. Well, we're in New Orleans here, so. But but just just like you watch me go, is this mm, ah? What is this shot on? I don't know that it matters, but I'm excited to think about it. So, that, yeah, okay. So, we're going to wrap up uh, minute 18. So, so we know what the setup, again, this, I, I don't know if, is is this meant to be like a motif of guys in this movie? Because if you think about it, Dr. Sickler does his shift, say it's a 12-hour shift. He comes home from the shift, walks in the house. Within 70 seconds, after turning some things down or up, he sees this news bulletin, and then he immediately leaves. Now, maybe there's an ulterior motive. I don't know. But he seems to be leaving because of what he heard on the TV. So he literally drove all the way home, was in the house for a minute and a half, and then left to drive presumably all the way back to wherever it was he was. The guys get these masks, they put these masks on, they break into the backyard, they creep around, they scare them, and within one minute of doing that, they say, we'll be back in an hour, and they leave, and suddenly they're in a parking lot going to buy some brews. 
is this a, is this a motif? Is there a guy sort of thing like guys guys will show up um, and then leave immediately or something? Maybe this is like a psychological thing. Maybe all three of these guys. Maybe it's something to do with um, what we heard earlier. You know, well, I heard he's not so happily married. Maybe it's something to do with this is a Mrs. Sickler thing. Maybe Mrs. Sickler is, is the killer. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I I don't think she is because it's clearly that guy, that nutty guy who was in the bed earlier. But maybe that's Mrs. Sickler. Maybe that's um. Maybe it's just an appointment with fear kind of thing. And there's like some sort of strange spirit rising. You know, I never understood that movie. There's some sort of spirit in an insane asylum, but they're also inhabiting something else, and they'll explode into leaves at the end of the movie. Spoiler: No one explodes into leaves at the end of the last slumber party. Spoiler. You're going to hear this at the end of every episode of The Last Summer Party Minute.